Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Marketing Warfare co-authored by Jack Trout and Al Reese. Everyone knows something about marketing. Regardless of the company's size, they all rely on good marketing to increase product sales or create their brands. When it comes to traditional marketing, we often think that as long as we treat customers like royalty and meet all of their needs, we can achieve success. Is this true? In this book, the authors give an example in which American Motors once developed a product strategy that met the needs of customers perfectly. The goal was to construct a streamline similar to that of General Motors. The company spent millions of dollars on researching the same marketplace and identifying the needs of the same customer base, but the result was a failure. Why? Because their competitor General Motors had preemptively occupied the market. Because American Motors produced similar products, there was no space for it to enter the market, even though it fulfilled the customer's needs. Therefore, the author argues that if a company wants to achieve marketing success, Catering to customer needs is not enough. More importantly, it has to launch a marketing campaign against its competitors. Marketing is essentially a war. In this war, the enemy is the competitor, and the customer is the battlefield. So, how do you fight a successful marketing war? The book Marketing Warfare has provided us with the answer. This book is based on the ideas of Karl von Clausewitz, the great war philosopher of the 19th century. Based on the experiences of different enterprises, the book provides companies with a new perspective on marketing by focusing on four common military strategies often used in war, defensive warfare, offensive warfare, guerrilla warfare, and flanking warfare. The authors of this book Jack Trout and Al Reese are known as the world's top marketing experts. They have worked together for 26 years and have served as advisors for many Fortune 500 companies. Their book Positioning, The Battle for Your Mind, How to Be Seen and Heard in the Overcrowded Marketplace was rated as one of the 100 best business books of all time by the American marketing magazine Advertising Age. Their new book Marketing Warfare is another masterpiece they collaborated on. It has been translated into more than 10 languages worldwide. In this bookie, We'll explain in detail the marketing strategies companies have adapted according to their positions in the market. We will explain those strategies in the following four parts. Part 1, The Warfare Strategy of the Market Leader, Defensive Warfare. Part 2, The Warfare Strategy of the Pursuer, Offensive Warfare. Part 3, The Warfare Strategy of Small Enterprises, Guerrilla Warfare. Part 4, the most innovative warfare strategy, flanking warfare. Let's now take a look at the first warfare strategy, defensive war. What is defensive warfare? Anyone who has watched war movies should know that once an army takes the lead on a battlefield, it should never continue to attack the enemy. Instead, it should take advantage of this favorable situation to defend its position, so that the enemy will not regain the territory. Therefore, in the case of any war, only the winning side should ever engage in defensive warfare. So what kind of company should apply a defensive warfare strategy to their current marketing? The authors believe that defensive warfare only applies to the market leader. 
This is because not only does the leader have to win the market, but the leader also has to deal with various government departments. For example, General Motors has to focus on defeating its competitors. Additionally, it also has to deal with the Justice Department, the Federal Trade Commission, the U.S. Congress, and other departments. This is because the government does not want to see industry giants monopolize the market. This requires sufficient financial resources and manpower to back them up. Otherwise, the leader will not be able to withstand the danger coming from all directions. Defensive warfare needs to follow three principles. The first principle is that only the market leader should consider playing defense. Before explaining this principle, we have to figure out what kind of company counts the market leader. Nowadays, many companies in the market think of themselves as the leader. They build their leadership position around this idea rather than based on market facts recognized by customers. In this regard, the author proposes that it's who the customer perceives as the leader that defines a true category leader. For example, in the early years of the computer industry, only IBM could be called a leader. In the razor market, Gillette is the leader, and in the soft drinks industry, Coca-Cola is the leader. The second principle of defensive warfare is that the best defensive strategy is the courage to attack yourself. The defender already occupies the leading position in the market. Does that mean that the leader can relax? Of course not. If you want to consolidate your position as the leader, you have to constantly introduce new products, improve services, and be brave enough to attack yourself. If the leader does not try to introduce new products or services to the market, then customers will gradually shift towards competitors. So, instead of letting competitors take away your customers, it is better to adjust your existing products or services. Let's take Gillette razors for example. The blades Gillette produces have always been the leader in the razor market. However, in the early 1960s, its competitor Wilkinson Sword successfully introduced stainless steel and bonded blades, and they began to seize the market owned by Gillette. This alarmed Gillette and forced them to wage defensive warfare. Gillette's defense was to update its products. It launched the world's first double-bladed razor followed by an adjustable double-bladed razor, which was eventually followed by a disposable razor. Though the sales of disposable razors were not as high as those of the refillable blades, it dealt a heavy blow to BIC which originally wanted to develop disposable blades. It prevented BIC from seizing the disposable razor market. In this way, Gillette has gradually expanded its market share of the razor market by constantly updating its products, thus becoming the razor industry leader. Although attacking yourself will sacrifice short-term benefits, it will eventually help a company maintain the market share. This strategy is the ultimate weapon to win marketing warfare. The market leader may find it difficult to make a breakthrough in updating existing products. In this case, there is still another effective defense strategy which is to block competitors' offenses. This is the third principle of defensive warfare, strong competitive moves should always be blocked. This is because it takes a long time for the attacker to make customers accept a new brand. So, the leader must take advantage of this time to effectively stop the attacker's advance. Let's take Tylenol for example which was put on the market by Johnson & Johnson. At that time, the competitor of Tylenol was Datril produced by Bristol-Myers. 
The two products have the same effect, but the only difference was the price. 100 tablets of Tylenol cost 2.85 US dollars, while 100 tablets of Datril cost only 1.85 US dollars. In this case, Johnson & Johnson immediately launched a counterattack and notified Bristol-Myers that they would cut the price to match that of Datril. However, Bristol-Myers ignored the notification from Johnson & Johnson and advanced the advertising date of Datril. In this case, Johnson & Johnson complained to the public that Datril ads had plagiarized them. Subsequently, CBS and NBC refused to run the Datril spots at all. Eventually, Bristol-Myers had to swallow its own bitter pill, and Datril's market share never exceeded 1%. We've now finished the first section of today's bookie. In this portion we learned that only the market leader is qualified to play defense. This is because the leader is the only one who has enough financial resources and manpower to prevent competitors from seizing the market and to stop the government from breaking up the company. Also, three principles should be followed when waging defensive warfare. The first is to consider whether the company is in the market leader's position. The second one is that the best defense strategy is to attack oneself and constantly update one's products or services. Finally, one should be prepared to block the powerful marketing offensive campaign of competitors. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.